We've been seeing a lot of politicians raising the alarm these days about the state of the nation's grocery store shelves. Well, I like to say partisan politics is easy. I understand supply chains are not. So let's push the political agendas aside and get a good look at what's really happening. To help us do that, I'm joined by Gary Sands. He's the senior VP of the Canadian Federation of Independent Grocers, representing some 6,900 grocers across the country. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Gary, I know it's not an illusion because people are seeing different things depending on where they are. There are some supply chain issues in the system right now. There, they definitely are. There's a number of factors. It's almost like the, the perfect storm. I mean, we've had Omicron has been ripping through the entire supply chain over the last uh, few weeks. Um, that has um, added to uh, the labor shortages that we've already been experiencing, particularly over the last couple of years because of the pandemic. Uh, and that's the absenteeism rates. They're ranging from about 15 to 25% throughout the supply chain. And in grocery, that's what we're seeing too, 20 to 25%. And um, that, that, you know, all of those things together is leading to product shortages and, and delays. And in addition to um the challenge that we faced, obviously, with, with Omicron is compounded by other factors. I mean, this is January. It's Canada. So there's, there's challenges with, with the weather. In British Columbia, we had catastrophic flooding um, to the, infra, you know, damage to the infrastructure. In fact, some of the BC grocers, I'm sure, could be forgiven if they saw the four horsemen of the apocalypse pull, pull up into the parking lot to say, it's just another day at the office. Um, and, and, of course, we had the recent vaccination mandate implemented by both the Canadian and U.S. governments. And again, um, that's compounded the, the difficulties that we're, we're already facing. We, we actually don't oppose the mandate at all, but we're aligned with, I think, most of the other parts of the industry, the supply chain is saying that should have been pushed back by at least two to three weeks. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I've always noticed is that partisan politics is simple and supply chains are not. Um, right. so, so do you have an idea of what impact the mandate is having? Because we've seen a lot of politics around the impact it might be having on grocery store shelves. It's just really difficult to come up with a percentage or point to any one thing. It's just, again, it's the cumulative impact of all of these things together. I mean, the Canadian Trucking Alliance tells us that 90% of their truckers are vaccinated. So um, the rest of them are, I suppose, on this freedom convoy, which we think should be a food convoy, not a freedom convoy because of challenges that we're facing. But it's, it really is an impossible question to, to answer. And I, I think it's disingenuous of anyone, politician or anyone else, to point their finger at one thing and say, aha, having supply shortages and point to an empty shelf. It's just not the reality. There's just so many things that are impacting us. And that's the reality. Where are stores having trouble keeping up? Uh, I read an interesting quote today that, you know, the Canadian food, st food system rides on the back of a truck, particularly, uh, you know, in, in the winter. Where are, where are your members having trouble keeping the shelves stocked these days? Uh, the top ones that we're seeing right now uh, are obviously fruit and vegetables, especially in Canada. Uh, it, again, it's January, so we don't have that domestic production to augment the shortfalls. Uh, that we're experiencing with with imports, so that's top of the list. We're also seeing cereals, soups, and spices are are you know uh, in short supply. But I, I want to make it clear that it's hit and miss. I mean, I'll look at it just from the perspective of the independent grocery. So you have sixty nine hundred 
independent grocers in Canada. Most of them are in a myriad of semi-rural, rural and remote communities in this country. So what they could be getting on their truck this week could be much different than what the chain in Victoria or Vancouver or Toronto or Montreal gets. So we're seeing different products shorted, shorted in different parts of the country. So um, yesterday, believe it or not, in Northern Ontario, meat was an issue. Uh, in, in Newfoundland, it was dairy products. So again, it's, this is a big country and we're experiencing different things. But if there was one thing in common, I would put fruit and vegetables at the top of the list, produce. And I'm back with Gary Sands, Senior Vice President of the Canadian Federation of Independent Grocers, for a reality check on the state of the country's grocery store shelves. With all the politics and finger-pointing, we left off talking about the complexities of supply chain issues and how shortages will show up differently across the country, if at all. And uh, Gary, you were about to explain how you can have a yogurt shortage in Newfoundland, but a steak shortage in Northern Ontario. Because there's, it's a very... Um, it's an interdependent, interconnected, but also complex supply chain that we have in Canada. Everybody has their own supplier. So you have a different supplier. You have a different vendor. Um, it, it, it's just who you're dealing with. So even, even in Newfoundland, for example, a lot of the product, it's, it becomes more difficult in the winter months to get across. A lot of product is actually shipped to Newfoundland by ferry. Well, that's, that's not easy all the time in the winter. So some of those challenges we, we tend to forget in different parts of the country. And again, weather can impact different parts of the country at different times. And particularly, again, for the rural and remote communities, that's even more of a challenge. That can be, we, we, we've had members report to us where they haven't had a truck this week. So for that community, not just for that store, but for that community, that means no replenished whatever is coming in because usually you're looking for cost efficiency. So a lot of stuff will come in on the one truck for smaller stores. Some of the truckers in that convoy could certainly be doing some of those interprovincial or in-provincial deliveries these days, I suspect. Um, I'm speaking with Gary Sands, vice senior vice president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Grocers. We're talking about uh, what we're seeing, supply chain issues uh, for grocery stores across the country and what it really looks like on grocery store shelves. Do you see any relief um, in the near term? Uh, we do. Uh, we uh, have been in contact and, and are part of the discussions with governments across the country and with science tables. And we are being told that, that all the governments are telling us we're seeing positive signs, actually, that the trajectory for Omicron could be headed on a downward trend in the next few weeks. And that by the way, is one of the reasons why we asked for the trucker vaccination mandate just to be pushed back for a couple of weeks to make it coincide with that downturn. So we're, we see this as temporary. And again, there's just a couple of messages I, I, would, I would give to people. Yes, you are seeing shortages. And, you know, you might not get the same quality of, 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 uh, of your, you know, brand that you want, or you might have to, you know, not get the same quantity. That, that you want, but the food's going to be there. Our supply chain in Canada is strong. We showed that in 2020. And I think if one of the lessons that we learned from 2020 is panic buying doesn't help anyone and it hurts everyone. And we don't want to see a resumption of that. You know, and the first people to ask would be those people who bought toilet paper till last until 2027. Um, so, you know, this, this is not going to be a permanent or long-term issue that we face. Uh, and I'm no, by no means when I say that, am I diminishing or trying to minimize the issues that we're, we're facing? I mean, 
the cost increases that we're being uh, hit with now, and I'm talking about the independent grocers, uh, for uh, 30, 35, 40% increase in cost, those are going to be passed on to the consumer. That's unfortunate, and we're sorry about that, but uh, in retail grocery with margins of 1.5 to 2%, you don't have to be an economist to know that you can't sustain that kind of, of, of increase without passing it back. Uh, to the consumer. Uh, if you don't, you're not going to be an ind- independent grocer next month. You're going to be out of business. Simple as that. So that, that is a big watch out for consumers. Certainly. I mean, going, I mean, the shelves may be more plentiful going into the spring and summer, but you are expecting some price increases to coincide with that. Yes. Yes. There's, 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 it's just, as I said, I'm telling you exactly what we're hearing from our members and those increases are already coming through. And by the way, Trucking costs are going up by two, sometimes three times what they normally have have been, and that's that's not you know speculation. Those are the bills that our members are getting now when they're getting something received. Again, that has to be passed on. Um, you do have a meeting coming up on Monday. There is a federal summit on Monday on supply chain issues. What will you be telling the federal government that needs to be done to help help out you and your and your membership? I think the, the the main message we're going to be delivering is to remind them that that the independents, as I said, are in communities that you know are semi-rural, rural, remote communities. We also service a number of indigenous communities, and there's no other grocery store in that community. That's it. So if we're having supply issues and pricing in issues and product shortages, delays, whatever it is. We need to keep a closer eye on that as a country, not just as an industry, but it's incumbent upon governments to be paying very, very close attention to that. So, for example, if trucking costs are going up by two to th- two to three times what they normally are, governments need to be asking some tough questions of the trucking industry, to be candid with you. Um, are truckers getting two and three times in, an increase in pay? I don't know. Maybe they are. We need to know that because on behalf of those communities that we serve, we have to be able to explain to the consumer why those prices are going up. And I would hope that would be a, a message when we deliver it, that governments will be, will be listening to on Monday. And we, we want to share that with, with the rest of the supply chain. Sometimes we forget that, you know, for those of us who live in cities, um, this is a big country out there. It has, you know, weather challenges, transportation challenges, and let's keep that in mind. Uh, we have an obligation to treat everybody equally in terms of food supply, or else we have a food security issue in this country. Gary Sands, Vice President of the Canadian Federation of Independent Grocers, thank you so much for your time and your perspective on this. Thank you very much for having me.